Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Help Desk for Monday the 30th of November. My name is Peter Wells and joining me today once again is the wonderful Anthony Ages. How are you, Anthony? I'm good, Pete. Good, Pete. Had a nice weekend painting my uh, room in, in my house. My shoulders are stuffed. My neck is sore. Yep. I still got to paint un, un, under my nails. And yeah, <laughs> other than that, fine. Yeah, I, I've been watching. Um, can you tell the good people at home why you are painting that room? <clears throat> I'm going full Bogan McMansion and putting in a, a home cinema I am. In, in one of the, the spare rooms. So I, I'm totally jealous. Cool. <laughs> I'm totally jealous. Yes, it's... Since I was like a kid, I've seen them in like, you know, other people's houses and on the internet and stuff. And it's like, I finally get to have my own little cinema. Excellent. Well, enjoy that, sir. And uh, just in time for Tenant. Um, you, you did end up seeing that in the cinema, though, didn't you? I saw it on the world's largest IMAX screen. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, the movie itself was, I don't know, okay. But the IMAX stuff was excellent as uh, usual. Yeah, fantastic. Well, moving to the tech stories, uh, and today, COVID Safe is getting an overhaul to capture, quote unquote, all closed contacts. Uh, testing by the Digital Transformation Agency on behalf of the Federal Health Department has shown that 100% performance scoring excellent in all operating models. Local iOS developer, though, Quinton Zervas, is not as confident as the government seems to be. Uh, so we saw this story pop up uh, through um, an Australian Financial Review exclusive. Uh, And I think, if I'm I'm being cynical, I think that that it was pushed to the journalist who I don't know personally, but someone who may not be as familiar with the technology and therefore able to uh, take the government at its word and and point uh, and sorry and post this without much scrutiny and um, and we've seen a bunch of iOS devs that you and I know, Anthony, uh, jumping on Twitter to to point out that this is kind of uh, the emperor's new clothes. What do you reckon, mate? Oh yeah, it, it's definitely the government's fudging the stats a bit here, like. Because what they're doing, like, I don't know if people know now, but COVID safe now, if you have an iPhone, it basically does nothing. Like unless you, unless the app is open and in focus, the the uh, performance of it when it runs in the background is like almost nothing. Like you basically can't rely on that to do purposeful contact tracing. Mm. And in Australia, the iPhone's about half the market, mm. so that's half of the adult population. That just is not being tracked. So you would you would be good if they upgraded the Bluetooth stack to capture iPhones. The problem is what they're upgrading to, which is made by um uh, uh, VMware, doesn't it improves things somewhat, but mm. it's still not like the gold standard of the Apple and Google's contact tracing framework built into the phone. Like it's there built in for free, and it bypasses all the operating system level restrictions on background processes if the government is persisting with this other thing that the nhs in the uk said wasn't good enough for them mm. yet our government's going ahead with it yeah absolutely uh Zervis points out that uh this system was 
what the NHS abandoned because it worked nowhere near as well as the Google Apple framework. He's linked to a BBC article because he, you know, he actually knows what he's talking about. Um, and I can com- completely trust his analysis of this, by the way. And also says that because... Because they're using an off-the-shelf API to do this, like you said, VMware are creating the API called Herald. So that is actually already up on GitHub. And if you look at GitHub, you can see how it performs. And he points out that the in order to achieve the, the excellent kind of badge for iPhone, two iPhones need to be around a third Android phone. And the third Android phone can be the relay between those two iPhones. And and basically, the, the, the way it works is the, the Android phone sitting in between the two iPhones is a strong enough push to kind of wake them from sleep uh, momentarily if it works. And that's a big if. That is, uh, if the iPhone hasn't opened a couple of different apps and pushed the, the COVID safe app into a further background because if you know there's background in multitasking on iOS where you kind of you're ready just in case uh, the user wants to go back to you and then there's full back backgrounding where um, iOS has essentially killed your processes uh, until the user launches you again. So yeah, um, it's, it's it is bizarre. Like if you and I meet up mm. and we and we both have iPhones, mm. chances are it's not going to be, be recorded in COVID Safe yeah. because. There's no Android phone there. Even if like me, you, and a few of our friends meet up, they haven't they haven't got an Android friends either. Mm. So then they're gonna. So it's it's so infuriating to most developers in Australia that the government's not using the framework that Apple and Google specifically built for this. And I think it comes down to it doesn't collect enough data for the government. Like it, mm. the way that the framework works, the Apple and Google one works is that it. It'll notify the person of who owns the phone that they may have been near someone with a positive COVID test, but the onus is on the owner of the phone to actually report that to the government or to the health authority. Whereas I think the government wants to not have to wait for someone to tell them, they want to know right away. And I think that's why they're not doing it. But in the meantime, the problem, the problem with that is there's so many people who are just not using it it's, mm. it's getting no no traction in the community like i don't know anyone who's got it on their phone yeah absolutely yeah i was going through our uh um list of friends and we'd have to actually invite jackie who's a lovely person to every single meetup we do to ensure that <laughs> we're protected. She, she, she can be the 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 token android user <laughs> exactly but um, but yeah, I find that really frustrating because uh, the the idea that well, you know, the government has to be involved; it has to have the data sent to it. Like I, I understand that idea, but Australians, for the most part, have have shown themselves to be incredibly good at following the rules when, it, especially when it comes to COVID. Uh, you know, of course, there there are the the idiots out there who are doing the wrong thing and and people who aren't quarantining when they're supposed to be. But, but for but the they most part, put the app on in the first place. Exactly, exactly. For the most yeah. part, most people have been wearing masks when they're told to and and staying home when they're told to. And and so if 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 they were told, hey, you were in close contact to. Uh, who might have been infected with COVID, I'm sure that, you know, the good majority of people who would receive that notification would immediately contact someone and go get tested. I mean, right now we've got sure. no virus in this state and still 10,000 people are lining up every day to get their nose poked. So I, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I don't buy that as an argument. Yeah, I, it's I, I, all, all I can think of now is that they're just being so stubborn mm. and willfully ignorant that, they just don't want to appear to be wrong, which is 
awful, but you well, know, well, I mean, uh, government. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think it's more that the, the, the person in charge, the minister or someone in the government has, has said, well, you know, we keep getting all this flack from all these nerds and I don't really understand what they're talking about. But, you know, I, I just had this wonderful dinner with someone from VMware the other day <laughs> mm. and they said that their thing is even better. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know, that's, that's been yeah, working it, in it IT for is. too long. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I can 100% think that's probably how it went down. Like, I think you, you told me this once that, like, if if it's between being stupid or being uh, mean, it's probably going to be something something stupid, not the purposely evil mean mode. It's the old uh, what is it? Uh, don't uh, assign malice where uh, ignorance will do. Anyway, yeah, um, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Black Friday sales uh, have happened in the states and, and Australia. I haven't got any local data yet, but according to TechCrunch, that they expected $9 billion worth of sales and $3 billion of that on smartphones uh, on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, which is today, is supposed to be even bigger again. That is a 21% increase on last year's Black Friday sales. I don't know, do you think that that's just more people shopping at home because of circumstances or, or is this pent-up demand uh, because we've all been locked in our houses for so long? I, I don't know what it's like in, in the United States, but probably in Australia at least, People just have a bit more spare cash. Like people who, the white collar workers who work from home, I think a lot of them have a bit of extra cash. And I thought, well, I'm going to treat myself. Mm. I'm going to buy that nice thing. You know, I was I spent six months locked inside. I've got a bit of extra money. I'm going to buy whatever toy that I I wanted to buy. And it could be the same in the, in the United States. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't think our friends are ne- uh, necessarily, you know, a good sample of, of the population at large. But I know that a lot of us are kind of white white collar workers who have spent a hell of a lot more money on online sales this year, just because, like you said, like we're not going to restaurants, we're not doing the things we normally would have spending our cash over savings on. And so, yeah, um, yeah, it makes sense. I, I, I although I've got to say, I have not purchased a single thing so far during these sales. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have either. Like I've been looking at all the again at all the bargains for the 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 sizzle, and there's nothing there that, that grabs me. It's like I have to buy this. Mm. I either already have it, or the stock the stock of them is so short. By the time I actually go to buy it, it's all sold out. Yeah. So really, yeah. I haven't been spending a big amount of money either. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the the one thing I was looking at was AirPods Pro because I lost mine. And same. Um, yep, yep, same here. <laughs> two hundred fifty bucks. I couldn't say no. If, mm. if you you click on the link, and it's like, oh, there was like one thousand of them. They sold out in out in like forty five seconds. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, anyway, Telstra has been fined fifty million dollars for unconscionable sales to one hundred and eight Indigenous Australians. Uh, so Telstra has copped a $50 million fine from the ACCC for unfairly targeting indige- Indigenous Australians with postpaid phone contracts. Staff in five Telstra-licensed stores manipulated cre- credit assessments, such as saying that the customers were employed to sign them up. Once the debts were uh, accumulated, Telstra then referred the portion of the debt to debt collectors, and the average debt was about 7400 per customer. And although it's just across five stores. If you jump through to the article, this is five stores across multiple states. So we're seeing Western Australia, Northern Territory and Queensland and South Australia, sorry, where, where this was happening. And they were really absolutely targeting Indigenous communities where Telstra were the only service that, that covered those areas. And, and it, it's pretty remarkable stuff. Yeah, it's, it seems like so gross. Like, 
I, I don't know like if you've had to buy a phone contract lately, but I remember working to do mystery shopping for these um, brands, like for, for Optus and Telstra, to, to see how their salespeople, do they mention the promotions? Do they upsell you on certain stuff? And they just straight out lie. Like, I'm lucky enough that I know, I, I love terms and conditions. Like I, I love the details in these contracts. <laughs> And mm. I know this stuff. In, I, I know it better than the than the than the the salespeople, and the stuff they tell you about, like, oh yeah, you can leave that at any time, and oh, it's only forty nine dollars a month. But then they forget to tell you about the um, the handset cost, or and you don't know about this stuff until you get the uh, bill, and that's bad enough. But in this circumstance, there's that plus they just straight out fudged. Their, their eligibility and their, their income for these contracts. They would say that they're earning money on top of Centrelink, mm. which they, they weren't, so they could sell the contracts and then the salespeople would get paid their uh, incentives to meet targets and get like a free Xbox or you know a $1,000 uh, gift card kind of thing. And they just did it over and over and over. And these people were getting up debts on average of $7,400 per person. And that's a huge amount of money for me Mm. let alone someone who has no job and is struggling in, in the first place. So they just totally took took advantage of them, didn't explain the, the contracts and just ripped them off blind. And this is Telstra, or Australia's biggest companies. And it wasn't as if it was one rogue employee. It was like a systemic direction from the top mm. in these stores. Hey, push it, push these contracts to these in, in indigenous people you know, they they don't understand. Just tell them whatever it takes to get them to, to sign and worry about the consequences later. It's a really gross, just a, abuse of human trust between each person. I don't know how you can go to bed at night doing this stuff. And abuse of the fact that they are the only network that covers these areas, these remote areas. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Rod's, you've got no choice. Mm, yeah, so Rod Sims from the ACCC said, many of the consumers spoke English as a second or even third language, had difficulty understanding Telstra's written contracts, and many were unemployed or relied on government benefits. Anyway, moving on, the final story of the day is a Raspberry Pi has been used to hack a Tesla Model X. So in a story that will make Elon Musk fans very happy, and I'm sure they'll accept it with grace and good humour, Tesla's key fob has been defeated with a $40 Raspberry Pi. According to Tom's Hardware, a Belgian PhD student managed to wrest full control of a Model X by way of hijacking the Bluetooth key fob and reprogramming it using a Raspberry Pi. Uh, Tesla, not Telstra, has since issued a software update to protect against this kind of, t- of attack. Since the attack was done via Bluetooth, control could be gained wirelessly from five metres away. According to the article, this is the third time this plucky little student has, been ma- has managed to exploit the key fob and gain complete access to a car. Previously, he was able to clone the fob, so uh, you own a Tesla, there, Anthony? Are you are you yeah. terrified? Uh, if someone stole it, I'd get the insurance money, and I could buy a different car, maybe. So <laughs> not the end, <laughs> the end of the world. I mean, it's it's weird because, like, yeah, the key to the car on my on Tesla's is just a Bluetooth thing, and you can buy a separate fob. So the card doesn't come with like a key or a fob, or anything. it comes with a credit card, like an NFC card. You, you tap on the door, or you pair your phone to the car. And whenever you get close to the car with your phone, it unlocks the the car. So yeah, you, you have to pay for the key fob. I'm surprised they were this kind of slack to uh, to let this happen. <laughs> but at least at least the good part is there are updates that come through pretty quick. Like there's an update like like every week on this car. Like it gets more updates than my phone. Yeah, like, right. 
it's it's crazy and they're always fixing stuff but also breaking stuff at the same time i'm sure there's other cars that can like the security on other cars is also as weak but just no one really cares mm. Te- tesla kind of gets all the attention because who love everyone loves seeing tesla fans uh pissed off like, it's just fun <laughs> it's like shooting fish in a barrel with these weenies you know getting upset taking a bullet for you know elon musk so yeah fun I, I I like seeing Tesla getting taken down a, a, a notch. I remember re- seeing one of your tweets once um, that was the worst thing about only owning a Tesla is is Elon Musk fans. It is. It, it definitely is. Yeah. I I actually uh, tweeted. Uh, there was a guy who was. There's a Facebook group that I'm part of um, for a, a Model Three owners in in Australia, and one guy was there said, I'm 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 selling my car. Would anybody be interested? The comments were full of people asking why you're selling it. It's the perfect car. How, how dare you sell it? And I posted <laughs> some of those comments on Twitter Ooh. saying, what the hell is this? This is a deranged cult. And people were like emailing me, harassing me saying, you know, you're not, you own a Tesla. Why do you own one um, if you don't like it? It's very weird cult-like stuff in this brand. And I, it really makes me want to get rid of this car because... If people think that I'm like them because I drive one, I don't want to be associated with, with these freaks. Fair enough. Yeah, swap it for a leaf. Anyway, um, yeah. much, much cooler uh, audience out there. Anyway, thank you, Anthony Aegis, for joining me on Monday. Cheers, Pete. And we'll have Tess back tomorrow after her very long weekend. Uh, and we will speak to you tomorrow. Have a great one. See ya. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.